Hello, this is Zandi Hicks. This podcast is called Bold, Brave, and Daring because, well, that's already inside of you. You can choose to be bold, brave, and daring every day of your life. And this podcast teaches you how to walk through life with God, Him showing you how to become bold, brave, and daring. This podcast is like letters from God Himself. So stay tuned because I know that He wants to speak right to you. Hey, everybody. I felt that I was supposed to record this episode before I did last week's episode, and I hadn't posted last week's episode yet, so it actually worked out perfect, but I really feel like I'm supposed to talk about emotions and why emotions are good, so we're just going to get right down to it like we normally do, but I think that emotions have gotten a bad rap, and they are, emotions are great indicators for what's going on in your heart and in your mind, but they are terrible dictators. I heard that years ago and I was like, dang, that is so true. You can't let emotions rule your life, but at the same time, you got to feel them. You got to live in it. So I just want to talk about that today. I remember being a teenager and my emotions were all over the place. I was happy majority of the time, but I'm an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So I think we all have key elements to that, but when I'm an introvert, you know, you just, you go in your own space. So when I have those moments of like freaking out and running to talk to people and be like, why am I feeling this way? I'm feeling like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life or um, this is happening and just kind of figuring out, you know, when you're a teenager, how to control your emotions, I would run to people like my youth pastor and his wife. I would run to my mom. I'd run to my my college group at church. I'd run to my friends. I was just, I was running to everyone for my guidance. But who I really needed to run to was God. I really needed to run to the one who made emotions. And I really need to learn emotional stability. Like I said, they are great indicators, but they are terrible dictators. If we let emotions rule our life, then we won't have the stability in our relationships, in our jobs, in our places that we serve. And being wishy-washy, it makes it really hard for people around you because they don't know how you're going to be when they see you. Are you going to be happy? Are you going to be mad? Are you going to be sad? Are you going to be frustrated? Are you going to be bubbly? I don't want anyone to hide emotions. And if you're mad or upset or frustrated, Talk it through with God first. Let him be where you take your heart. He is the creator of emotions. And so I just want to go through some examples of where he showed emotion in the Bible. I mean, in the Old Testament, we could start with that. There was a lot of God showing rage, showing mercy. You can't think of really anything else in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, when Jesus walked in the scene... Jesus showed all kinds of emotions being fully human. He was angry when they were selling stuff in the synagogue. He was sad. I mean, he cried when Lazarus was dead, even though he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. I mean, he arrived two days later after he should have left two days prior. He showed up and Lazarus was already dead and he knew that he was going to perform a miracle, but he still showed emotions and I think he really shared that moment with Mary, Lazarus' sister, 
Martha, you know, came up to Jesus and she's very type A, like, Jesus, you should have been here. And he's like, Martha, it's going to be okay. And he shares in that with her and knows, look, she's not an emotional person as much as Mary. And so I'm going to be straight up with her. And then with Mary, she's weeping and she's sobbing. And Jesus shares in that emotion with her. He was calm during a during the storm on the boat, he took a nap and then the disciples thought they were going to drown. And Jesus is all calm about it. He was compassionate when the crowds wanted to hear him teach after John the Baptist was beheaded and he heard the news. Even when he just wanted to be alone, he had gone up on the mountain to be alone. And I'm sure just to grieve that his cousin had died, but the crowds just kept coming. And he, it says he cared tremendously for the crowds that came to him. So it shows that Jesus cared. But just the fact that we have a Jesus who came to be fully human and share in all of our emotions, like it's just, it's incredible that we have that kind of God. I love that he shared in that example, but he also never let emotions dictate his ministry. Because even though those people who came up to him after he wanted to be alone, He showed compassion on them, and he cared about them and put them before his own emotions. We can't let emotions dictate our lives. Being emotionally stable, like I said I needed to learn that, means that even when all hell is breaking loose, you believe, my God is going to come through. It's praising through the storm because we know the one who calms the storm. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. I may be weeping right now, I may be angry, I may feel ashamed, but the valley isn't the end, and my journey isn't over yet. God is all emotions because he made all emotions. I mean, we don't even have the words in the human language to fully, you know, show our emotions. There's so many emotional words. I've seen like Um, like for therapy sessions, there's like, I don't know, over 70 emotional words that you say, like, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this. But in our, you know, capacity of our language, we just say, I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm frustrated, I'm overwhelmed. And I really think it limits us. And it makes us think so small about our emotions. But the Holy Spirit, he's all of the emotions. I just think about, you know, God made man and woman. So God is the masculine side, but he's also the feminine side. And we see that throughout the scriptures. We see that he is both. And so we know that emotions all come from him. I I just want to share about a moment that I had in a few weeks ago. We were in Wisconsin and we were visiting our friends and we were in church And for some reason, just the beginning of church and worship, I just started crying and the tears wouldn't stop. They just kept coming. And I ended up, I went to the bathroom and I just, I sat on the floor and I wept. Like, you know, when you're crying and you are trying to just catch your breath and your throat hurts, like that kind of weeping. And I was like, Holy Spirit, what is going on in my heart? Like, This is so sudden and out of the blue. And he was like, you're grieving. And I was grieving expectations that what my life I thought would look like. I was grieving expectations for others in my life. And I I don't know when it happens. And it just, 
all of a sudden out of the blue, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. I'm dealing with this. You have to walk through it. And if, if that's with a therapist, that's amazing and incredible. If that's just with God, he is the ultimate physician. You should definitely walk through it with God first. And that's what I was doing. But feeling those emotions is so important. I can't bury them. If you bury emotions, they're all going to come up at once. I learned this with my mother-in-law. She had walked through her dad passing away and all the things, you know, they just hit it once. Her body reacted to the stress by having seizures. And I spent four days in the hospital with her and watching her and we figured out that they were stress induced and she learned over the next couple months and she's still learning, you know, how to walk through stress and how your body reacts, feeling emotions and walking through therapy and all of these things. And food was actually a big trigger for her too that created these stress and emotions. And so there's so many factors to emotions that we need to feel them. We need to walk through it in order to be healthy. I think that this doesn't just apply for women, even though we are, we tend to be more emotional than men. And men, you have emotions too. The world has done a poor job cultivating our emotions. And I see that in my husband and the men around him. Uh, There's this quote that Brene Brown said, and it always has stuck out to me. And I think of it all the time. She said, you show me a man that can sit and talk about his feelings and be vulnerable And I'll show you a woman who's done a lot of hard work. Women, it's our job to come alongside our men and learn how to speak to them, learn how to show emotion. And and then when your man does show emotion, how to react and respond. That's to sons, that's to husbands, that's to brothers, that's to dads. When they show emotion, it's, it's super tender. And it's not frequent. And so like when my husband shares something with me, I know I need to take such good care of what he's saying. And my reaction and my response says everything to him. And if I, if I show any contentment, if I show that I don't care what he's saying, if I don't look him in the eye when he shares something deep, like I'm having a hard time with this, or I really care about this, or... I wish that I was able to do this. Those are all very deep things. And if I know, I know that if I don't react well, he's not going to share with me again. And it's going to take time for me to take down those walls again. So make sure that women, we're cultivating that. I I mean, I've heard in the self-help space, Lewis Howes talk about this. He was an NFL player and now he has a podcast um, called The School of Greatness He has a book about that for men. In Christian circles, you really don't have to look further than the Bible. There's, I'm sure there's books on it. I mostly go to Brene Brown, but I, there's so many examples of Jesus showing emotion in the Bible and Jesus wasn't wimpy at all. You can tell, um, reading the gospels, he never backs down when the Pharisees came at him. He always had a response for them. When the devil tempted him in the desert, he had verses ready to respond. He was not afraid. He doesn't back down because emotions aren't weakness. It's strength. 
the last thing I want to talk about with emotions is how we worship. And it's something that I've been cultivating in my life for years. Just how do we show emotion when we praise God? I'm so excited just writing this because God, he loves when you praise him. You're declaring over all the earth his glory. If you're not worshiping in church with emotion, are you afraid of man? That would be my question. Are you afraid of what others around you are thinking? If you're in your car alone, are you afraid of other people looking at you? Are you afraid to just sing out to Jesus? Maybe you have a quieter spirit and that's good. That's what God has given you. I have friends who are quiet worshipers and when they're in the presence of God, I mean, that's who they want to be. And that is how God made them. They just, they sing sweetly to Jesus by themselves and they're, they're not afraid of what other people think, but that's how they operate. But I'm talking about if you're not showing emotion at all when you're in worship, you may just be fearing the people around you and what their thoughts are. I never want to be ruled by fear and, and you don't have to. You definitely don't have to. And so I just want to read a couple of verses that really show emotions when you're singing. It comes from Psalms. Um, the first one is Psalm 95, 1 through 2. It says, Come on, everyone. Let's sing for joy to the Lord. Let's shout our loudest praises to our God who saves us. Everyone, come meet his face with a thankful heart. Don't hold back your praises. Make him great by your shouts of joy. Another verse is Psalm 96, 1 through 3. Go ahead, sing your new song to the Lord. Let everyone in every language sing him a new song. Don't stop. Keep on singing. Make his name famous. Tell everyone every day how wonderful he is. Psalm 98, 5-9. through 9. It says, Sing your melody of praise to the Lord and make music like never before. Blow those trumpets and chauffeurs. Shout with joyous triumph before King Yahweh. Let the ocean waves join in the chorus with their roaring praise until everyone else shouts out in unison, Glory to the Lord. Let the rivers and streams clap with the applause as the mountains rise in a standing ovation to join the mighty choir of exaltation. Look, here he comes, the Lord and judge of all the earth. He's coming to make things right and do it fair and square. And everyone will see that he does all things well. The last one I want to read to you is Psalm 100. And it's the same thing. Verses 1 through 3. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone everywhere. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. It is a privilege that we get to worship God, especially here in America. We get to worship him freely. We get to worship him every day if we want to by what we have access to on the internet. And so showing that emotion, I think, starts with praise. I think it starts with sharing in the joy of the Lord, no matter what you're going through. No matter those seasons that I've, I've been in where it's just been like, I don't know how to control these tears. I don't know how to control my anxiety. I know to go back to the Holy Spirit and be like, help me. 
please. I don't want to be like this. I want to know that I'm stable because God is my sustainer, that he is my counselor, that he, he is my rock. I know that you can walk in this freedom as well of knowing I can hold my emotions, but then also I know who holds my future. And so I'm not going to be afraid. I may be emotional right now. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. I know that it's all going to be okay. So I just really felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to share that with you today. And I pray that it touches your heart and you can carry it out and know that I am made to be an emotional creature and that this is good and it comes from God. So I love you and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. Bold, Brave, and Daring is all about making you bold, brave, and daring. Like I say, because it's already inside of you and God wants to show that to you. So if you have any questions, please DM me, message me. I would love to hear your questions or about what God has done in your life. So let me know, comments, and I love you. And I hope that you have a wonderful week.